Welcome to the Hillside Community Church Podcast. Wherever you're at in your faith, we hope this episode encourages you. If you enjoy the listen, let your friends know, and we'll catch you next time. I know uh, it's been an unbelievable weekend. We talked at the beginning of this, knowing that D-Now was yesterday, and we had planned a life-giving Saturday at the same time. We didn't know how this would all coordinated, coordinate, but... It was pretty amazing how uh, God has just orchestrated this whole weekend. And as I've reflected on that, you know, and putting this together, um, it really reminded me of the early church. And if you, um, I think every Christ follower ought to read the book of Acts at least one time in a year, every year. Because I've recently, this, starting this year, read it with my son-in-law's. And again, the book of Acts just is a great picture of the early church. And especially as you look at what we should be about as a church. And if you remember in Acts 2, you see the Holy Spirit come upon the church at the day of Pentecost. And there was amazing power that was transformed. And Peter uh, preaches the first sermon. Uh, people receive the message and it says almost 3,000, approximately 3,000 people give their lives to Christ. And as we read at the end of Acts 2, the church is born. So you've got 3,000 believers with no Bible of Jesus' teaching, led by probably around 500 people that saw the risen Christ and principally led by 12 guys whose backgrounds were fishermen and tax collectors, and what society would say were ordinary men. And let me just read to you something that's probably pretty familiar with you, but just the atmosphere in that early church in Acts 2, verse 45, 42 through 45. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began to sell their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. See, I love that part in verse 43 where it talks about they were in a sense of awe. And how the impact, the real atmosphere of the early church, you see that. And every time I read that, I think about the early church and I say, I always struggle with what can the church today, why can't we be like the church in the book of Acts? And I always say, no, today is too different. We We have businesses to run. We have children to educate. We have children to get into sports and other activities. We have Netflix series to watch, to binge watch. But what happened this weekend is really a picture of what we see in the early church. And I think we should just continue to model this kind of rhythms in our life. You know, at the beginning of this year, Mike mentioned they put their whole series around it, their D-Now around it. We put together these three rhythms. These three rhythms of worship together, life together, and serve together. And uh, as you look at these next couple of verses, the last two verses that finish off 
this text in Acts, in, in Acts chapter 2, you see this from the early church and how they conducted themselves. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. So as we talk about those three rhythms of worship together, life together, and serve together, today we gather to worship together, to celebrate, to praise, to hear God's word. And it's interesting that even though the early church was born, they were still going to the temple and, and showing Christ's love in the temple, in the Jewish temple, and gathering as, as Christ followers. And we miss that along a lot about how important it is for we, us to gather here on a Sunday to be encouraged to hear God's word and then go out and put it into practice. And what a light it is if you're visiting today and have never uh, seen Hillside or see the church in a rhythm. Then you also see, of course, the life together, the going from house to house, the breaking of the bread, to take communion, to serve each other, to share meals in that, we talk about hillside and life together here. You know, we talk principally about these four values in our life groups. Discipleship, to grow in our faith, to care for one another within the group. To be missional, to do what we did yesterday, to go out into the community and serve. And then to multiply. To see that, that um, last phrase, and they were adding to their number day by day. And then that last rhythm of serving together, that's what you heard from Kristen this morning in our announcements, the opportunities to serve here, but also then what we experience is serving in our community together. We see the power of those three rhythms in the early church, and we have seen that power of those three rhythms this weekend. The power of us gathering together and the power of us serving together as life groups in our community. It's something about serving individually, but something happened yesterday when you go out with people in your, in your life and go serve. So we did about 40 projects yesterday, uh, mostly yard work, and had about 175 volunteers. If you helped with that at all yesterday, please stand. I just wanna see some of the 175 if you're around. Okay, just thank you guys for serving. Okay, you may be seated. I want to share, what time is it? Okay, well, I don't have much time. But let me um, share a little bit of, uh, I ask somebody to share a story from yesterday. And Jay and Kim, would you stand up and share? They were on a project, and I uh, just want to little share the interaction you guys had and what God did while you got your life group. They're a part of the Amados and the Waters group and just share a little bit of your interaction and the relational aspect of what you had in common. Just hold that up. Okay, we um, had a couple, two or three houses to go to and we went to one and, and did the work we had planned there. But we went to the second house and Kim and I got there first and we parked and the woman was out in her front yard uh, putting sod out. She had her minivan full of sod. And, so we were a little confused, but she, uh, Kim decided to go talk to her while the rest of the group came in, and um, she was not really interested in our help. Uh, so we were kind of a little confused. 
Um, she was like, I'm busy, I'm working. And after we got to talking to her, we kind of got a little background on her. And um, she, uh, I don't know why that makes me emotional. Nah. So, um, but she is a single parent of three kids. And she was working to put down some sod in her yard where the grass had been eroding because of the trees. And um, she worked approximately 70 hours a week uh, doing Uber Eats to take care of her family. And uh, she just, uh, we just got to talking to her and, and she began to share about that. And so we were able to do a few things, just very minimal work there. But um, Kim asked if we could pray for her and she asked if we would pray for her children and so forth. And Kendra Stubbs had uh, recommended that we go to her house and they live in the same neighborhood and they're friends and um, she had seen the need uh, that this woman had and this woman um, didn't really want to accept <clears throat> accept help because she you know, she was used to taking care of herself but she agreed to let us you know, do just a couple things and just stand and pray with her and pray for her family just, you know, we had, we had kind of, when we started the morning, we were like, man, if we could just affect one person, you know, have an impact on one person's life. And she was so thankful that we were just there to share with her and spend a little time and help her out. So okay. okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Um, we have other stories, but um, I think we're just going to continue in our service, and um, we'll try to put a lot of these maybe out on uh, Facebook, on our social media, and so forth. Um, you know, let me just share, um, uh, a, you know, one thing I want to say thank you. If Nick's in here, there's Nick. Nick, raise your hand. Nick was up till 3 in the morning this morning. <laughs> uh, he's done four videos this week, three in the last 12 hours, so I just wanted to reach out and just thank Nick for all his hard work. But he put this little video together of everybody and everybody being out working yesterday. So watch this video. To live like Jesus today, serving others. Hopefully this will bless many people and make a positive impact in our communities. Seven more hours to go. <laughs> it was a big project, but we're having a blast today. So, all right, Dan, so we love you. Thanks for having us out today. So, what do you think? Oh it's fabulous. Your folks are wonderful. <laughs>
thank you so much. Let's give everyone. You know, they, I was planting flowers yesterday. I am so sore. I've never, you know, there's a good sore and a bad sore. You know, there's a good sore when you feel like you worked and helped somebody. Bad sore is like I stayed up till three watching a Netflix media. You know what I mean? So this is a good sore this morning, even though I can barely walk. Um, legitimate pain. That's right. Yeah, Pastor Pete, I think, talked about that for us. So, um, you know, that's our heart here at Hillside for you to get into those rhythms, to show up here, to worship together, to, to join a life group and see those values happening in your life and then to get out and serve together. Um, and then as well, um, just to be able to give you opportunities as a church. So we do try to do a life-giving Saturday every semester uh, in the fall and in the spring. And, and then we also look for other opportunities and, and offer them out for you as in, in a life group to get involved in or you to be able to do that. And uh, we're excited. One of the ministries we've been working with now for almost 19 years is Union Gospel Mission down in downtown Fort Worth on Lancaster Avenue. And we just love the relationship we've had there for 19 years. And uh, I finally got to get out, go down there this week. And it's been a year since, over a year because of COVID, being able to go down there. And to see what God's doing uh, in the midst of COVID, even at, even at Union Gospel Mission, is pretty phenomenal. And so Nick again went down with us this week. And I want to show you a little bit of what. Well, hi, Hillside. This is Pastor Dave, and I'm excited. I'm down here at Union Gospel Mission. I think it's been over at least a year since I've been here and just amazed at the progress and how UGM just keeps going. I'm here with Father Andy, the chaplain at UGM, Don Schisler, the president of Union Gospel Mission, and then I'm here with Dean Reed, who 19 years ago uh, came down uh, to, from Hillside to Union Gospel and kind of got us involved in here. So, Dean, share a little bit of what you've seen those progress. Then we're going to let Don and uh, Father Andy share a little bit about a new vision that they have. Hey, Hillside, Dean Reed here. Thanks, Dave, for the introduction, and thanks for uh, coming down today. Uh, 19 years, we've done a lot of things as Hillside members with Union Gospel Mission. We've done Alpha. We've served meals. We've done cleanup projects, cookouts. And most recently, the seven, last seven years, we've really focused on helping them develop their Healing Shepherd Clinic, which is right behind me. Uh, a lot of you Hillsiders donate medicine for our annual medicine drive. It's been an exciting 19 years, and uh, we've got some more things planned for Hillsiders and more opportunities to serve. And I'll turn it over to Don and have him explain how, what that means for this, uh, this building. I just want to say hello to all the Hillsiders, and thank you for all the support through the years, and uh, having Dean and Dave down here today with Father Andy. and. We're standing inside a building here at the Vineyards. It's a commercial space, and we've had a vision of late to turn this into like a day center. We're gonna call it Club 1401, and it'll give a lot of uh, hillsiders and different ministries opportunity to, to get alongside people that are homeless and uh, so they can hear about Jesus and, and maybe come into our facility and in the meantime, we'll be feeding them. We'll have showers in here where they can bathe and clean up and uh, give them direction in their life to, to make their life better and get off the streets. So we're gonna need your help as always and uh, be praying about it for us too. So, yeah. So I wanted to share an opportunity we're gonna have probably by the end of, by the beginning of the summer or in the summer, they're gonna renovate that and they want to call it um, Club 1401, but really be a day resource center 
for hillsiders, life groups, and, and we're going to probably schedule a monthly time to go down there. Because the issue in homelessness that Union Gospel Mission is trying to solve You know, a lot of people go down to Union Gospel Mission and serve, or actually go down to the homeless in, on um, Lancaster and all through Fort Worth, and they actually give out a lot of food and so forth. But sometimes that really enables a homeless person to stay on the streets. And that's not really where, um, you know, Union Gospel Mission wants to be called a, re a restorative care center, not a homeless shelter, because their goal is to get people off the streets get them into their program, um, getting, get them educated, give them the Alpha program, which is a discipleship program, and get them back into society. So this Club 1401, the vision that Don has is to have a time where the homeless can come off the street, uh, receive a meal, maybe get a shower, but have the opportunity for Christ followers to interact with them, look for opportunities to share Christ with them, and then give them um, hope and, and encourage them to get into Union Gospel Mission. So we're excited. There's another serve opportunity for your life group or for here to be able to get out into the community and to serve. So we're excited about sharing. We'll get more information probably by the summer. We'll feel a little more comfortable going down there. They'll have the renovations done, and we're going to be a part of that. The last thing I want to share with you is kind of why we do the rhythms why we come and worship together, why we get into life and do life together, and why we serve. So I get a call yesterday about 8.30 in the morning. It's Lydia Russell, our assistant student pastor. And she said, I just had a lady walk in the church at 8 o'clock and um, wanted to talk to someone. Never been to Hillside before, but it's interesting. She interacted with a Hillside member, and I'm going to let her, is, is Amber here and her family? I hope. Are they here? Oh, you're up here. Okay. All y'all, come. Welcome, Amber and Troop and their two sons. Here, why don't we stand down here? So, um, Amber shows up yesterday at 8 a.m., and um, Amber, tell a little bit about what God's been doing the last few weeks in your life and what prompted you to show up here at 8 o'clock yesterday morning? I mean, I, I said it was two weeks, but it's probably been the last year. God has really just been opening my eyes and opening my heart. I can't even explain it. And more importantly, I don't know why he chose me, but in the last two weeks, I can literally feel him talking to me. And... I've had like different things where he tells me to do something and I've, I've been trying to be an obedient servant and, and I go and, and, and do what he asks and everything that, you know, he's showing me the way. And so yesterday morning I woke up at 7.30 and I said, I have to go get saved. And I'm so thankful that I have such a great husband because he was just like, let me get my boots on. <laughs> like, he just, he was so <laughs> supportive about it. And I think what's interesting is, Troop was telling me, uh, he gets online and Googles Hillside Community Church. He, he didn't, I didn't tell that story, but um, Amber got influenced by a guy that was doing renovations in her house, right? Mm -hmm. Doing a kitchen remodel. 
and uh, he encouraged you to seek out Hillside because he that's where he, it. he, he just, yeah, just yeah. mentioned that's where I gave my life to Christ. And so that influence that even yesterday that you started with Life-Giving Saturday and the interactions you have all the time, you never know. And, and this guy, Mike, gave his life to Christ, I bet, it's got to be 10 years ago. And that seed that he planted in Amber's life, all of a sudden, she knew where to call. It's funny, Troop gets on our website and said, well, church is closed. You know, it's closed. On Saturday, it's closed. And tell us a little bit about that. So I just said, they're going to be there. I didn't know how. We're never here on Saturday, you know? (laughs) And he was just like, okay. I mean, he just was just following me. And I was following Jesus. He was sending me here. I can't explain it, and I know it sounds just so weird to me. But he did. And when I pulled up, I knew. I was like, I knew you would be here. And so, okay, okay, thanks. So she shows up eight eight o'clock, and she's here for Dina. And so Lydia leads Amber to the Lord, and Amber gets saved at eight o'clock. So I get the call at eight thirty, and you look in the Book of Acts, like with the Ethiopian eunuch and uh, Philip. You know, when the Ethiopian eunuch gave his life to Christ, the word water. I got baptized. I mean, I, it's, that's the next step. Um, and so Lydia calls me at 8.30 and says, hey, this lady just walked in and gave her life to Christ. She wants to get baptized. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we got a lot going on in it. You know? <laughs> but I appreciate Amber's, I mean, you've been reading the scriptures with Troop these last month or so, and just understanding that's my next step. I need to get baptized. I need to make a public profession of this. And so here she shows up to Life-Giving Saturday. We dismiss the groups and we go over and watch this video. Amber, because you've given your life to Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised in the power of his resurrection. So So walk walk in in newness of life. So, I have to just share, as you think about the work and how sore I am today, (laughs) and you think sometimes, is it worth all that work? And you're like, does it make a difference? I needed that shot in the arm yesterday morning. I needed it so bad. Because that's why we do what, that's what differentiates us from the Lions Club or the Rotary Club or your kids getting into scouts because the real answer is Jesus Christ. So I just really appreciate you being here today, Troop and your boys. Really appreciate it. We're excited about you getting plugged in at Hillside and start having those rhythms. And um, we're just so thankful, so happy for you. And I really appreciate you being here today. All right. Thank you. God bless. Well, that's pretty awesome. You know, sometimes you just get into a routine and you just, you just forget sometimes what it's really all about. And, you know, we have a God 
unlike any other God who came to serve us. He said, it was my mission to come and not to be served, but to serve. You can't hang around this God. You can't know this God. You can't be around his people and not have the desire to serve. And when you get around people who serve this God and you realize that God is a servant, then you go, I want to know a God like that. Who doesn't want to know a God who came to serve me, you, us? Who doesn't want to know a God like that? Who doesn't want to be in relationship with a God like that? And secondly, who doesn't want to serve a God like that? And when you find him, listen, the whole world's out there buzzing right now. They're buzzing. There are a million things to do. We get the opportunity to stop them in their tracks every once in a while and say, you've got to know the God that I know. And there's just nothing like that, he'll say. We can't forget what our mission is, why we do what we do, who you're called to be. I know you're tired. We've got a bunch of very, very tired people around here. I went back there and offered to help with worship this morning because it was so, because they were exhausted. They're all laying in the back on the couches back there because they were all here forever yesterday. Since 6.30 in the morning all the way till, you know, 9 at night and then we're here. 6.30 in the morning to lead worship again. I even offered my help back there. I said, what can I do for you? Nick says, well, could you play the guitar for us? I said, it's the only thing I can't do. What else you got? So I just want to challenge you. Um, maybe your spiritual life can go to another place. This week is Easter. You know, last week, Easter was a disaster. We couldn't meet. It was one of the hardest Easter's I've ever had to be a part of. And to know that this Easter, we're going to be able to be together on the pivotal event of the day, the last, literally the last eight weeks, it's been really hard to give talks every week because my mind and heart have been for this coming weekend. So if it helps you to have an invite, we have them in the connect area, you can go grab one. Think of somebody you can ask to be here. And uh, maybe God will open their eyes and hearts. There's nothing like being able to present the kind of God we have. It's so easy to do. Because there's just no one else like it. So if you can invite someone to that, that would be really terrific. I want to thank everyone who helped make. I, I was a part of the D now. And, you know, I hadn't been a part of those at all in recent years. And so to be a part of it yesterday and see all the excellent work that went. It was a first-class event. And then the event yesterday that I got to be a part of and the job was another great, just a first-class event, well thought through, great leadership, and great impact as a result of it. You have quality people and quality leaders a part of this church, and I'm incredibly grateful for it. 
I just want you all to know uh, you did a su superior job yesterday. And only God will know the impact. Only God will know the full impact of what happened yesterday. But I'm grateful. And it is very uh, wonderful to have met you. I'm going to tell you, most important thing that's ever happened in your life happened to you yesterday. It happened to you yesterday. Nothing else has to happen. There's a lot of things that we all want to happen again. And it's great when they happen. But nothing's more important than what just happened in her life yesterday. And I'm thrilled for that. I'll tell you something else I'm thrilled about as I close. Give God give the glory for a number of things yesterday. Dean now was fantastic. A couple of people gave their lives to Christ. I mean, how do you get better than that? The only thing better was, I go into Dave's office. I say, so what are we doing this life-giving weekend, Dave? Because I haven't been able to think about it. Uh, as you can see, I'm not in any of the videos. <laughs> uh, so I haven't been able to think about it because I'm thinking about Easter and what we got. Right? So I said, Dave, what are we doing? He said, just bring your gloves. You got to do raking and stuff like that. Said, You're in charge of a group. I said, okay, I'll lead a group. He goes, oh. I said, that's all we're doing is planting flowers this time. And yeah, that's all we're doing. Except your group has to go clean out horse stalls. I said, only my group has to do that? You're going to stick me in a horse stall for Saturday. That's great. So our group went, did it. And then, you know, on the way there, I'm calling the lady about, you know, how, what do we need to do about the horse stall? So I get her on the phone finally, and she says, uh, well, I have to tell you, it's, it's a little too wet to pull the horses out of the stalls right now, so i got to wait a few weeks. <laughs> I said, in your face, Dave. In your face, Dave. It was a glorious day yesterday. I don't know how, much, how great your day was. It was glorious at every level. All right, well, let's stand to our feet. Uh, it's been great to be with you. Did you just love today? Wasn't that great? The whole weekend's been amazing. The whole weekend's been amazing. So great to have you all here. Uh, Father, thank you for our time together. Lord, ignite in our hearts this desire to serve you and to, and to impact people's lives. Let us never be a church that doesn't see what it means and how blessed we are to have a God who said, I'm not here to be served, but to serve. We're grateful for that and we give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs>